Hello everyone and welcome back to Rails Pod. Pod meaning process of deliverance. It's been a while. I have been off um, these uh, podcasts for a while, but I'm back. The devil is a liar if he thinks he's going to keep my voice from speaking. I am the prophetess of the Lord. And I am speaking the oracles of God, henceforth and forevermore. And I thank you for tuning in to this podcast on today. Today, we will be hearing about the flesh. The last time that um, I did the previous segment, um, I talked a little bit about how to die to the flesh. So we're going to talk about what the flesh really is or what do we mean by the flesh? Because some people probably don't even understand what we're trying to say when we say, oh, your flesh is in it or you're struggling with your flesh or that's just the flesh talking or that's just the flesh acting out. So we're going to see what it means when we speak about the flesh. But before we do that, we're going to, pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for my life, health, and strength. Thank you, Father, that I am your child and that you are my father. And I thank you for those that are listening today. I pray, God, for them. I pray for their souls. I pray, God, if they're struggling with anything, Lord, any addiction, any disease, anything that's got their mind uh, unstable and confused. Lord, I pray that you come in and bring your healing anointing that destroys the yokes and brings brings uh, regulation and brings um, peace of mind, you know, and everything godly. So, Father, we thank you for the word that's getting ready to be spoken about the flesh and God, give me more wisdom, more knowledge, and more understanding as I go through these scriptures. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So I'm going to go to Galatians 5, and I'm going to be reading verses 14 through 16 from the King James Version. Verse 14, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Last verse. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So in my previous segment, as I mentioned before, it came from 1 Corinthians 15, 31, the King James Version. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die deadly. This is what Paul the Apostle wrote. And he said he dies daily. What does it mean to die daily? What does it mean to die to your flesh? What does it mean to die to your flesh daily? 
Well, in a natural, flesh means the soft substance consists of muscle and fat that is found between the skin and bones of an animal or human. That's what it means, this flesh that we live in, our skin. In the spiritual, flesh is a related turn of phrase. It identifies certain sins as carnal sins from the Latin word caro or carnis, meaning flesh. So that's what we're talking about. Take your mind out of the natural and let's and travel with me. Let's go to the spirit. And the physical body is relating to or given to crude bodily pleasures and appetites, gluttony, and other carnal activities. And with the mind. It's not subject to the law of God, meaning it refuses to take orders. The mindset on the flesh refuses to take orders from the law of love. God is love. It refuses to take order from God's word. The carnal mind aspires to nothing higher than a hostile, self-centered, and selfish state. So these are the different definitions of the flesh from natural to spiritual to, you know, the mind, the body, all the things that interact with the flesh as a definition. Now we're going to talk about character. Character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. It's a trait a quality, or high morale code. Now, when we talk about the carnal mind, the carnal mind is an enmity to God, which means if you're, if you're working in anything carnal from your mind, that means you're an enemy to God. That means that you're not going to obey God's word. That means that you're going to be disobedient. That's simply what it means. And, um, that's that's called a, having a carnal mind. You know, um, love thy neighbor. No, I ain't going to love my neighbor. Why should I love my neighbor? I mean, you know, that they killed my cat. I know they killed my cat. I didn't see it, but I know. They don't like me. They don't like my children. They don't like my husband. They don't like my wife. And I know they killed my cat. They poisoned it, my cat. So I'm going to kill their dog. You know, it's that get back spirit, you know, it's that, you know, type of mentality where, you know, you're just going to rebel. You're just going to be, ang have, you know, practice anger and do really mean things because you don't have the love of Christ in you. But these are godly character traits and with each one. I'm just going to give you a scripture. So that'll be your assignment. You can look the scriptures up. But I'm just going to give you the traits that you should have when you're walking in a godly character. One of them is to be orderly. 1 Corinthians 14, 
40. To be obedient, Colossians 3.20. Forgiven, Colossians 3.13. Have discernment, Proverbs 2.6. Be thankful, Psalm 136 and 1. Be humble, Philippians 2 and 3. Be joyful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And be compassionate. Ephesians 4, 32. And be diligent. Hebrews 11, 6. Those are godly character traits. Now we're going to read the Galatians 5, 14 through 26 scriptures in its entirety. So we're going to go on and read that whole, well, not the whole chapter, but most of that chapter and get a better understanding. So we go to Galatians. Chapter 5, I'm going to start at verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. So God is saying in his word, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So that's, the question is, do you love yourself? Do you love your husband or do you love your wife or do you love your children? Now, I understand that it may not be the same magnitude of love. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe on him shall be saved. So, you know, Jesus knew us. We didn't really know him. But he loved us nevertheless. God, our father, loves us. That's why he sent Jesus to the cross so that he can die for our sins. He paid the ransom for our sin. That's love. That is unconditional love. But you can't even love your neighbor, but you can love Jesus. You say you love God and Jesus. Somebody that you have not seen. But there's your neighbor that you have seen and you just can't stand them. You hate them. And it's sad. Sometimes People hate other people because they confess to be believers of Christ Jesus. And that Jesus Christ said that they, if they hated me, they will hate you also. Because they hated him without a cause. You don't have to have a reason. If your neighbor is saved and you're not and you're living ungodly and everything that they're doing you can't understand, you don't think it takes all that. But you got to understand that is the godly character traits that we should all possess. Let's go to verse 15. But if ye bite and devour one another, you know, if you if you attack one another, or if you do spite work to one another, or if you just nasty speaking and ill speaking to one another, you know, it's, it's saying to take heed 
that you be not consumed one of another. We don't need to do that to other people. A lot of times we might justify why we do it. But we got to understand that even if we do get in the flesh, we need to forgive and ask for forgiveness. Especially if we were wrong. Verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because one would ask, well, how can I, you know, help myself, you know, not to be fleshly or not to be carnal minded or not to, you know, act out in the flesh and not to have these appetites that I have and these habits that I have. Walk in the spirit. That is what the word is saying here. This I say then, walk in the spirit. Are we going to always be walking in the spirit? I can tell you that answer from experience. No, (laughs) we are not always going to be walking in the spirit, but we better do the best that we can. I call them flesh days. Sometimes we might get up on the wrong side of the bed. And, you know, we need to deal with this flesh. That's what Paul was saying. Die to it. Kill it. Because if you go to the grave and try to smack some dead person, they're not going to smack you back. Why? Because they're dead. We have to look at that as an example. Turn one cheek and then the other. Is it easy as that? Nah. But I know that Jesus Christ, our Lord, did it. He was able to do that. If we want to be believers, we need to try as hard as we can to walk in the spirit and bring our flesh under subjection. Verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Is that word lust, having a desire to be opposite, to be against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And the spirit's got a desire not to deal with the flesh. They're two separate entities. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. If you die to the flesh, you won't be able to do the things that is trying to control you, to take you over, to take your mind, to take your body, to take your thought process, you know, to bring you strongholds. You got to, you have got to pull those down as well. Pull down those strongholds. Things that try to come into your mind, into your mindset and take over. You have to say, oh, no, devil, not today. No, 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 not today. No, you're not taking my mind now. I have a sound mind. Speak to that spirit. Because all it's doing is trying to come and cause you not to be productive. You'd be, you know, on your pity party, depressed, oppressed, feeling like you lost your best friend. No. Pick yourself up with joy and come against that devilish spirit. Because that's all it is. It's a demonic force 
trying to take you out of your godly character, trying to make you feel like you don't belong in even in the world, you know. And that is not walking in the spirit. 18. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. This verse is telling us, just be led by the spirit. Because then you won't have to worry about, oh, did I miss the mark today? Did I sin today? Am I going to die and go to hell? Be led of the spirit. And we're talking about the capital S spirit. Not that demonic force. Not the one that wants to come and kill, steal, and destroy. We're not talking about that one. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Send it back to the pits of hell where it, all those demonic forces originate. Or either spiritual wickedness in high places. Whichever one. But you're not under the law. If ye do the commandments of God, if you put your flesh upon the suggestion, subjection, if you submit to the power of God, if you surrender your way to the way of God, the ways of the Lord. Number 19. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. This is how they manifest. Which are these? Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanliness. Lasciviousness. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I told you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we all can have struggles, but there's such a thing as just always sinning and sinning and sinning, and then you know that the thing is wrong, but you continue to do it anyway. What we've got to do when we know that it's against the word of God is to repent and turn from that sinful way. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we get caught up. And God said he'll make a way of escape, though, if we get tempted. But just in case we don't make it, we have to repent. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me say that again. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. No, we can't take these corruptible bodies into heaven. They're not going. There's got to be spot, no wrinkle, no spot, no blemish, no any such thing. We're not going, it's not going to go. It's going to be incorruptible. In other words, we will receive a glorified body. But anything that's other than that can't go into heaven. 
But the thing is, this is explaining what the works of the flesh is. Now, some of these uh, works that I um, just expounded on, well, I didn't go deep into expounding. I just, you know, repeated what it says in the word. But take the time out to, to study the works of the flesh. Take the time out. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to break each category down, but I'm just going to say from verses 19 to 21, just go into a concordance or some kind of study Bible or the Amplified Bible and see how they break each one down. So you'll understand if you didn't understand which what they're each talking about. Some of them are plain. Some of them we deal with every day. And they're kind of like second nature. We hear it all the time. We know about it. We've been taught about it. And some of these other things we may not understand. But what you don't understand, study to show yourself approved. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now this is the fruit of the Spirit. What we need to be walking in. When it says that. Walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is. The fruit of the spirit. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. It's long suffering. It's gentleness. It's goodness. It's faith. It's meekness. It's temperance. Against such there is no law. You see, you, you will not get penalized for these things in the spirit because there is no law. This is what we're supposed to be displaying. We're supposed to show love. We're supposed to be joyful and show joy to someone else because we have joy unspeakable. We need to show them the example of having joy when your car get possessed. When you don't have enough money to pay your bills. When your child might be wayward. Whatever the case may be. If they see that you have joy. They're going to wonder. What in the world is she so joyful about? She's going through all those things. The joy is that you know. That God is going to work it out. He is going to work it out in your favor. All things are going to work together for the good. For your good. Now, the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose is going to work out for you. And then they're going to, you're going to set the example. And that's what people in the world need to see. Peace. We need to have that peace that passes all understanding. Long suffering. We need to really be a person of long suffering. So what they came to you each and every day talking about their problems and, and, and crying on your shoulder and using you as a sounding board. Have some long suffering with them because God had long suffering with you. All those times you laid awake at night and crying to God and needing him to, to help you out of your situation and he wasn't cutting you off 
So, you need to be long-suffering with other people. Be gentle. Don't be harsh to people. Speak with gentleness. Don't snap people's head off. I mean, hey, now I can do it. I really can. Because I can allow if I want to. That's the thing about dying to your flesh. If you want to, you can do everything that you used to do. It, it, it just takes your mind to go right back to it. Just takes you to wake up that beast that was sleeping, laying dormant. You know, but you got to die to that. You got to say, no, not today. Uh-uh, nope. Beast, you better stay asleep because if you awake, you're going to cause me to go back to the old person that I used to be and act the same old way and be around the same old people and do the same old thing. And that's going to get you in the world of trouble. Press forward to the mark of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Don't go back. Don't ever go back. Because there's nothing good back there. You can't be like Lot and look back. Because there's nothing back there. Goodness. Practice some goodness. Do something good for somebody else. Don't always think it's about you. And be selfish and practice selfishness. Me, my four, and no more. That mentality. If you see your brother or sister in need. And you know that you have the resources to help them. Do that. Be good. Be kind. And have faith. Because without faith, I promise you, it's impossible to please God. You walk by faith and not by sight? Wow. Hey, that's the ingredients of getting to God's heart. Yes, he loves it when his children trust him and believe in him. And know that they can put anything in his hands. And he will make a way. He is a way maker. You can believe that. Be meek. Be really nice. And you know, and 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 not not to the point where you're gonna be a you know a, somebody's doormat. I ain't talking about that. You know. But be meek. You know, have a a um a soft spirit about you. Practice temperance. Because I know. Oh my God! Woo! You talking about somebody in a temper? Now I could go from zero to sixty in a New York second, but you know, God has really helped me get through all of those episodes of bad tempers and you know being hot headed and oh, I learned, I learned the hard way sometimes. But practice temperance. You know, try to, you know, not fly off the handle so so quickly. You know, maybe you should think before you act. You know, stop and pray or call somebody, you know, and calm down a little. Because I promise you, it won't end well for you or maybe the other person. I've been in those situations. I cried out to the Lord many times, but it was me that had to die to this flesh. You know, and that's our responsibility. We have to put that anger off like a piece of clothing. Like you pull your shirt off, you need to pull off anger. Against such, there is 
no law. 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. In other words, you're dying. You're, you're crucifying it. You, you are killing that flesh. If you've died to alcohol, if you don't want to drink anymore and be drunk, then guess what? If you can't trust yourself to be disciplined, if you have a glass of wine or a glass of champagne, if you can't trust yourself because you know you have a bad habit, then guess what? You have to crucify that flesh. Because if you take a bottle of wild old Irish rose wine out there to the grave of some alcoholic, guess what? They're not going to drink it because they're dead. And that's how you have to be dead to your appetites, to your habits, to the flesh. So they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. And we can have many lusts. And you all know what I mean when I say you need to leave that other man's wife alone or that other woman's husband alone. They're not your own. When you get married, your desire should be with your own husband or wife. All this other stuff, well, I can't help myself. I couldn't help myself. But, you know, they came on to me. Or my, my husband, he don't pay no attention to me. So, I, you know, I, I just had to get some affection from somewhere else. No, no, and no. That is not the way to walk in the spirit. No. God will give you a way of escape. You had a way of escape, but you didn't do it. You didn't, you didn't even see it. You wasn't even sensitive to that. That's why you got to walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 25. If we live in the spirit. That's, that's a. Uh, uh, if is a conditional word. If. If we live in the spirit. Let us also walk in the spirit. In other words, we can talk the talk, but can we walk the walk? Last verse, 26. Let us not be desirous of vainglory. You know what that means, right? Vanity. Well, sometimes it's covetousness, you know. You might want to look like somebody else. And you you going through all these motions. You're going to get Botox and going to get plastic surgery and going to, you know, vain glory. Vanity. Going to go over your limit in spending. Did you know you can't afford that house, right? Now, if God wants to bless you with that house, then that's one thing. But you going above and beyond your means. Vanity. You trying to have what the Joneses over there or the Hatfields, McCoys, or whoever your neighbors are trying to out have what they have or outshine what they have. Vanity. 
provoking one another and envying one another. And don't provoke nobody to wrath. I was good at that. <laughs> I mean, it was just kind of fun to me, really. I mean, I would actually pick a fight. Now, now, would I go and be a bully? No, I'm not talking about being a bully. Because if you saw me, if you don't know me, you know that I'm anything but a bully. But I was a person who would say something to make you mad as crap. And want to just jump my bones, for real. And I knew what I was doing. I loved it. <laughs> I just loved making somebody mad. And mad enough to want to fight me or jump on me or whatever. It, it made me feel good. And I have no idea, don't even ask me, why I thought that that was just the best thing since sliced bread. It, it was a lot of fun to me. And it might sound crazy to you. But that's what it is to, to walk in the flesh. You know, you have no filter. You have nothing to stop you. You just gung-ho. You know, you just full speed ahead. And that is the thing that we're talking about. Dying to the flesh. Don't let the flesh do what it wants to do. Tame it. You know, discipline it. You know, you, you have to do what it takes to, to cause, you know, your flesh to come up under subjection. It's our responsibility. It's not the pastor's responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. It's not your wife or your, or your husband, you know, or your best friend. It's, it's not your psychiatrist. It's not your doctor. It's none of these people. It is your responsibility. Now, I'm going to conclude with a couple of verses from Romans. We're going to go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to end with this. We're going to end with... This is just, you know, the key to it all, actually. It takes you having a different mindset. And I promise you, if you live, you, you know, uh, uh, you'll, you'll, get, you'll um, get to the point where, you know, you're, you're ready. You're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, you're just going to be like, okay, God, I, I give up. But some of us, we have to go to the school of heart of the hard knocks. That's just inevitable. You know, it's like we we kept hitting our head on the brick wall and we kept doing everything we thought we was big enough and bad enough to do. And even though God was trying to get our attention so many times, we just didn't take heed. You know, and then we had that 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 stony heart. You know, we harden our heart. We need hearts of flesh. That's what we need. We need hearts of flesh so that we can come up under submission to the word of God. So I'm concluding with this. Chapter 12. I'm still doing King James Version. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. God is full of mercies. That you present your bodies. Now see here. 
This is your responsibility. Maintaining your body is your responsibility. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Like Jesus went to the cross, he was a living sacrifice. Holy. Be ye holy for God is holy. Acceptable unto God. So you, you're not being acceptable when you're being disobedient. You're not being acceptable when you are not walking in the spirit and dying to the flesh. You are not being acceptable when you don't surrender to the will of God. Which is your reasonable service? It's without a doubt. It's without a doubt. That that is what you're supposed to do. And we were also created to praise God and give him the glory. That is your reasonable service and my reasonable service. Last verse. This is the key to how you will accomplish all these things that we spoke about in this podcast. And be not conformed to this world. Don't conform yourself to this world. Put yourself in the mold of this world. And be trendy and be, um, you know, a follower of this world and this world order. But be ye transformed. A transformation, just like a butterfly transformed from a caterpillar. You got to go from glory to glory to glory in Christ. Now I'm talking about in Christ. That's who I'm talking to, you Christians. Be ye transformed by the renewing. See, we got to have a different mindset. It has to come to that point. And it's going to take a while. I'm not talking about the baby saints. You got to crawl before you walk. But you better be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Stay in the word of God. Stay around faith-based people. People who are speaking the word of God. Walking in the spirit. People who have submitted themselves to the character traits of God. People who are not... Uh, trying to be religious and righteous and self-righteous. That's what I mean. And everything that, you know, kind of constitutes a negative vibe. We need to be around positive-minded people and people who are encouraging and comforting and building the people of God up. So that's how you start renewing your mind. And speaking those things that be not as though they were. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What is the will of God? The will of God is his word. You can go in there and you can find out how to live godly. Everything. That we experience in this life 
we can find it. There's a bunch of people that been through uh, a lot in the word of God. They were ordinary people just like you and I. But God used a lot of these people to do extraordinary things. God will give you the anointing to make it. He wants good for your life. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health. He wants you to succeed in this life. He wants you to have an abundant life. He wants you to soar. If you can just get that mindset in gear, is it easy? I wouldn't say it was real hard, but I would say that you have to press your way and that you would have to endure hardness as a good soldier. This is a this is a um a, a fight that we're in, a battle, but he said it would it belonged to him and not us. Yes. But we can march. We can keep on marching. We can keep on pressing forward because we know that he is leading us by his spirit. And we know that we have the victory. No weapons formed against us shall prosper. And I'm going to leave you with that. I love you. God loves you. And I hope that this podcast has been beneficial to you today. God bless you.